Hello and welcome to the first episode of Down and Dirty. This is Andrew. And David, just the government and what they do. But let's keep on going. Um, so uh, the first topic we're going to be talking about is the history of the government and how uh, political changes affected the way we run. So the first talk about is that the government did not originally only have two parties. They had three. Well, three that I know of. I think there's more than three. But the um, three major parties were the Whig the um, Republican or um, the conservative side and the liberal side. And the Whig kind of really just like disappeared after around 1842 because of um, changes in belief and the Whig were more on the um, liberal side so they just kind of merged in with them. And George Washington did say that there shouldn't be two major parties which now there is and you can see that since people have differing, there's only two differing opinions, it can really clash with each other. So, this may be hard for some people to hear, so and if you don't wish to hear this, just don't listen to this, because we'll be talking about an unbiased opinion on both sides, so we won't be talking good about one side and bad about the other, we'll be talking about good and bad about both. And now we're going to be talking about um, how we can find and identify leaders that are good compared to leaders that are bad. So my personal opinion on a good leader is someone who can, who's someone who's not given the country on, at a good level. Someone who's given the country which, when they're given that country, is doing horrible, but they manage to unite the country and make them solid. So like one of the um, examples we have is Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and he was the president of the United States during the big point, like the major point of the Depression and to World War Two, And those two um, big uh, challenges that he had to face. In 1939, World War Two started, and it started because of the Polish um, that were defeated by the German, and Franklin Roosevelt did not wish to participate in the war at that time because America was not funded, and he would be strong as a nation if we stayed away from it. Alright, so one of the reasons Franklin Roosevelt believed in that is because in World War One, when World War II was president, um, America uh, joined that um, joined World War One, and they technically didn't have any reason to. I mean, we helped them in a sense, but there was so much unneeded casualties that America faced that um, all those people did not um, really want to or trust the government at that after that because we just sent boys and men to die in a place that they were kind of controlling themselves. It, I mean, it, the war was hard, and if we did not offer support. Um, to uh, those countries, they probably wouldn't have made it out. But us offering um, men and um, more uh, sacrificial objects, that really just made the American citizens not really trust um, the U.S. government in the sense of war. So Franklin Roosevelt decided that if he offered um, equipment support rather than men support until something happened, which happened on December 7th, 1941, which was um, Pearl Harbor, they could just, we could stay out of the war and stay safe. But, like I said, on December 7th, 1941, um, we were attacked at Pearl Harbor um, in the earlier mornings, and the only reason that we did not really believe the attack would happen, and we were warned that, is because there were going to be American um, fighter jets coming in from California, and that is around the same route that the Japanese um, Zeros and bombers came from. So we really didn't believe, or we really didn't notice that those were adversaries until we were deeply attacked and destroyed our um, airfields, which made us inoperable to attack them. So 
in a sense, we were kind of helpless in that situation. And also the, um, the Japanese uh, officials made a peace offering and um, lied and made uh, mock deals with America saying that they wouldn't attack them because America vetoed all their oil. That's how um, we got into the wars. America, where the, um, where America was Japan's sole opera. America was Japan's sole source of oil. So when you take out America from the oil, um, the war machine of uh, Japan was struggling because they had to rely on different countries, and the different countries did not offer as much oil as America did. So with that, we had some. So that Japan made mock deals with us saying that they wouldn't attack us. And with those mock deals, we were attacked on December 7th because that's Japan's way of saying, we're going to be strong as a nation, and if you don't give us oil, and if you don't offer us this, we're going to attack you. And they obliterated a lot of our battleships, including the Oklahoma, the Arizona people, most people know about that. But they weren't really aiming for those at the time. They were aiming for the um, U.S. aircraft carriers, which would be an ideal because those can go anywhere and currently at that time of the attack they were in they're patrolling the south american sea so they didn't destroy um our aircraft carriers and if they did that would have changed the war and would have made the war much harder to win so now we're going to start in the e or we're going to go more to the western front of the war which was um the german side so um one of the reasons why d-day happened was because there was a mass um, attack in the French part because France believed that Germany would not attack them because France won against them in the previous war. So they believed Germany was not strong enough, were not well equipped, and just did not have the um, um, courage to attack France. But Germany did, and they had to have a mass evacuation of um, France with all the British and French soldiers. And the only way that happened was because um, Winston Churchill, the prime minister at that time, Oh, the Prime Minister of um, Britain at that time ordered all sh able ships, so that did not include all military ships. It, included, it did not just include military ships. It included um, fishing boats, ferries, anything that was able to bring men back to England to be safe. They were brought, I mean, they were um, shipped out into the um, English Channel to retrieve those people. So, after that, after Germany gained all of France, the French resistance um, weakened considerably because there was not enough um, resources and assistance from the French officials and the British officials are really worrying about the impending attacks of Battle of Britain, which happened later in the story. But um, so the French um, resistance, they tried their best and the Germany were really strong. The Gestapo, which was the secret police, they were very, very keen on resistance, and they were really well in knowing how to trick people and manipulate people's thoughts and making people say things with torture methods or just straight up lying to them or making fake deals. So what happened was the Gestapo was really good. So a lot of the French resistance weakened, but there was still some French resistance in Germany. There was still some French resistance in France, which really helped with the um, the French resistance was weakened, but the French resistance still helped with helped to provide information, which helped with the Battle of D-Day, which um, United States offered a lot because they had the airborne divisions, and they also had a lot of landing crafts and a lot of help with um, the um, convoys that um, went to the through the North Atlantic. So um, on the eastern part of the war near Russia, Germany rushed 
Oh my gosh. Germany Germ- invaded Russia. Germany invaded Russia and Russia held them off at slowly pushing them back. Slowly pushing them back until the German finally surrendered in 1945. Surrendered, yeah, surrendered in 1945. All right. So, how people wonder how this has to do with politics is I was just really displaying how Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a good leader through one of the hardest times in America's history because that was one of the few times that was one of the few times there was a mass attack on America and that is one of the few times that a president had to rise up out of a dire situation and lead with um, honor and respect through um, through all the problems. We we had a port, but then the Miss Queen dude gave us Hawaii later. Hawaii in 1941 was a territory, not a state, just to make it clear. Now we're going to talk about bad leaders in politics and how um, all those bad leaders did something similar. So, um, everyone probably knows about the Watergate scandal, and that was with Richard Nixon, and he was with Richard Nixon, and he um, had, I think it was uh, hearing devices into a, a hotel called Watergate. And you'd wanted to hear into such um into conversations, which was very illegal since there was no warrant and there was no official documents until it was exposed. So that really forwarded his um, resignation, um, in the late in the late fifties, and which brought Gerald Ford into presidency for the um, last remainder of his um, term. Uh, Has your hands ever been sticky because you had something on them? Yes. Have you ever been dying to just get all that filth off your fingernails and hair? Yes. If you have, Diversitide is for you. This new product helps impl- um, helps eliminate all these weird things that are on your hands. Parasites, germs, you name it, it eliminates 100%, not 99.9 like all the different products say. I can agree. I use it and it worked really well. So if you're willing to get rid of all these disgusting germs, disgusting hair splits, and all these other things, buy Diversitide. Trust me, you should really buy it. Dial 934-453-2020 if you want this product. Oh, this is the bad part about Franklin Roosevelt. So, alright. Even with all the good things that Franklin Roosevelt did, he did some questionable things to help ensure the security in his opinion of our country. Alright, so Franklin Delano Roosevelt Franklin Roosevelt signed a policy that had any person under Japanese descent to head to a camp in California to ensure that any spies that helped in So what the just said everybody under the Japanese descent was sent to like a camp in California and to ensure there were no spies and if there were they were sending them to jail for a long time. Thank you. Very well done, Andrew. All right, now we're going to be fast forwarding to around 19 in the 1960s where the Cold War was heightened because of certain situations. The president at this time was named John F. Kennedy, and he was involved in multiple different high multiple different high-octane situations which required someone to be calm and resourceful during these very worrying, worrying times. Do you want to about John F. Kennedy? No. Oh my gosh, Andrew. We're going to be talking about Donald Trump soon, so I think you know a little bit about that. I know. You don't know anything about Donald Trump. I don't know Obama? I know he has a son. 
What about Obama? Oh. You know what's happening with Donald Trump right now? He's in jail, yeah. So, chocolate. Oh, yeah. Well, that's going to be one of the downsides. Yeah, of I got it. I got it. All right. So, we'll be talking about that right after. So, there was an incident called the Cuban Crisis, which really realized that there was um, missiles that were almost ICBMs, which means intercontinent, intercontinent ballistic missiles, but they were not intercontinent. They were a short-range version of the intercontinent ballistic missiles that were um, placed in by the Soviet Union into, um, that were placed in by the Soviet Union into Cuba to really fortify um, the communist presence. But since the United States were very threatened by this, since it could reach um, the lower parts of Florida and well, the higher parts of Florida and lower parts of Georgia, they um, immediately phoned um, Kennedy, which made an order to blockade Cuba, which was a very risky but needed um which was a very risky but needed uh needed it was like a really risky it was job. very risky but needed action to help prevent any um dangers that could arise with those missiles mm-hmm. so with the blockade of the so with the blockade of, um so with the blockade of cuba the russians were forced out and all the cubans were forced in which means there were no russian presence well there was no more russian presence there's no more russian resources coming in and that means cuba as itself was all isolated and people think that's the only um action that happened in cuba which was not there was an action there's multiple actions to eliminate fidel castro which was one of the cuban dictators at that time and they were all ended in failure including one was a blowing up cigar, which made him make his own cigar brand. Not even lying. That's literally true. Actually? Yes. That's cool. That's actually really cool. So the CIA agents, they had multiple failed um, um, operations. So the Marines. And so they really just knew that just having showing presence around Cuba's border and around the seas of Cuba really just displayed that we are not to be messed with. America is not to be messed with. Please do not help. A country that we are not allies with getting an upper hand on us. Should we stop moving on to Donald Trump? Yeah, uh, right after this. Okay. And one of the major things that are well known that happened during the Cuban crisis was that there was a ship called the Mighty Mo, which was a U.S. battleship during World War II that was, um, what? Oh, yeah. The Mighty Mo was. Well, this real name was USS Missouri, and it was um, sent out under um, Navy order, which means it was um, re-admitted into the Navy um, warship uh, list. So it was able to be. Well, is re It was the USS Missouri was readmitted into the U.S. operations list, which means it was eligible to help with um, the Cuban crisis. So they sent it out over to Cuba, and they had it. 15 miles out, but even with 15 miles out over Cuba, those 16-inch guns could shoot over the horizon, which the horizon was around 20 miles, 20 miles, so it could shoot over 20 miles, which was easily into Cuba, and the USS Missouri was already fully loaded, so that means they offered so much support if there was to be an attack that was on Cuba, that the Cubans and the Russians officially agreed to the statement. Well, hold up, David, I have a question for you. Alright, yeah, what's up, Andrew? So, you know how you said that the bullets could travel 20, um, what did you say? 20 miles. 20 miles? Do you know how fast the bullets were? The bullets were supersonic, so that means the bullets were going over, depending on the altitude, the bullets were going over 650 miles an hour, or 650 air knots. That's crazy. 
Could so you imagine getting hit by that? Those bolts were armor piercing. Those bolts were 16 inches. So those bolts were 16. Imagine having something you could practically sit on. Zooming over to you with pounds and pounds and pounds of explosives in it. That's how. That's what it was. It's practic It's like a foot and a half long, almost. Wide. Wide. Yeah. Huh. How long was it? No clue. But I know it's a 16 inch. I think it was by the diameter. I mean, I'm um, by the circumference. So it's like this. Look. Okay. I just sitting on that thing. No. We'll do that in World War Two. So now we're gonna be talking about. Another president that most people know about, especially in this time, and we're people, there's there's a split decision between him being a good president or her, him being a bad president, and we are, since we're going to be speaking unbiasedly, we're not going to be talking about him, any good things or bad things, well, we're going to be talking about good things and bad things we did, but we're not going to be preferring one side or the other, we're going to just speak the truth as it is. So, we all know that Donald Trump, that's who we talk about, he was, um... He was elected to be president in 2016, and he got voted out by Joe Biden in 2020. And he lost the election. He lost the election, or yeah. And he lost the election in 2020. In 2020 to Joe Biden. No, he lost, say it. He lost the election in 2020. To? In, to Joe Biden. And now Joe Biden is to, uh, president until 2024. So, what's happening now to Donald Trump is he got caught with a bunch of cases when he was in the White House, or the, in the, yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And in the presidency. Yeah, in the presidency, and people caught him, and then he got sent to court, and he had multiple charges on him for a lot of illegal things, and, because you can't have that, you can't have all those cases, and so I'm pretty sure he got sent to prison. Do you know the reason why he was, um, do you know the reason why he was, um, apprehended and sent to court? No. So the reason why Donald, D Donald J. Trump was, um, sent to court is that the United States officials and the United States Secret Service they gave Donald Trump a chance to they gave Donald Trump a chance to um give his re um give all those cases back to the government and Donald Trump chose to say no which really set off like yeah really set off the um set off those um officials yeah people have a lot of mixed feelings about Donald Trump they're either good or they're really bad no crap, Andrew. Oh, no, dude. I just had right. to get it done. Uh, let's go back to... Give me that paper. Give me that paper. Yes. Oh, no, we're going we're gonna to start talking about NATO soon. Yeah. But right before NATO, we're going to be talking about how the United States was allied with them, which it means the United I'll, States, Britain, and... I'll start right there. Yep. So United States, Britain, and... Um, um, Soviet Union. So... And so during um, World War II, United States, Britain, and Soviet Union were together. They were united um, as a allied force, which means they had an um, alliance which helped push the Axis powers, which was mainly Germany, Italy, and Japan, out of um, Europe. So, right after what happened in the war, the Newburgh Trials, right after, well, during that and right after that, Germany was split into two sides which was west germany and east germany and west germany was really controlled by the modern coalition of nato and east germany was really comprised of just the soviet union's presence let's talk about it so nato or north atlantic treaty organization treaty organization treaty. was originally created to be an adversary an adversary to the U to the ussr and right. it's in french during the cold war but it's Desire during the 1990s, NATO was needed only 
None. I can't read your handwriting to read. But would the dissolve of the USSR or the United Soviet Socialist Republic? Yeah, United Soviet. Would but would the dissolve of the USSR or the United Soviet Socialist? Oh my goodness, I hate this word. But would the dissolve of the USSR or the United Soviet Socialist Republic? NATO was needed more and more, but people wonder why. After the Soviet Union deserved, dissolved. I mean dissolved in 1999, many small counters. Countries. Oh my God! Let me restart. After the Soviet Union dissolved, dissolved in 1999, many small countries forward Shh, formed. Some ditching the old Soviet ways and becoming a democratic nation, and others like what's that nation called? Well, that's a bad nation. What is that thing called? Some um, ditching their old ways and becoming a, um, a democrat. Well, uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> Some ditching their old ways and become democratic, while others still maintaining their Soviet order. This after the Soviet Union dissolved, the United States put a little bit of presence in there trying to change it into a democratic nation. But as we know now, the Soviet Union still is a more of a communist nation. And so all those plans and all those um, trials and everything that the United States helped do to help reform, in a sense, um, the Soviet Union really didn't work well. So um, the now modern-day Russia is still... a it's still a... Oh my gosh, I hate this. Uh, David, I have a question for you. Oh, what's up? So, when did the um, NATO start, and when did it end? NATO was formally founded in 1945 or 46 to counter the Soviet presence, especially during um, the Cold War, which is not really a war, but a lot of high tensions and a lot of different um, presences of both militaries during the Indo-China Wars. And so NATO was really just to protect all the... Um, North Atlantic um, countries like um, France, all the um, Europe countries, uh, Australia thinks in NATO, um, and um, United States from impending danger of the Soviet and communist forces that were not really threatening at that time um, nuclear war, but there was a very big perceived threat in nuclear war through all those um, democratic coalition countries. And you said NATO is still happening to this day? NATO is still a organization that is still going through decisions at this moment about how to maintain order and peace through all the wars, and especially in Israel that's happening right now. The, um, the war that is still happening Russia in Ukraine. And also some um, tensing uh, situations with uh, people who are pro-Palestine and pro-Israel and how to maintain order through all these conflicts. Do you think World War Three is going to happen soon? Or no? I keep on asking these questions. I personally think World War Three. the chances of World War Three happening at this moment is pretty slim because no one really wants a nuclear war. If, if World War Three were to happen, it would not be anything that had to do with humans um, fighting man-to-man um, -man or... Um, arm-to-arm -arm combat. It'd be more of a biological or nuclear war, which means there'd be billions of missiles being sent into the air, and those 
impacts that hit the earth would cause if not kill you instantly or not kill you within months because of radiation poisoning it would cause come something called the nuclear winter which is all the ash rising from all the explosions and covering the sun making it super cold and making the survival rate very slim so personally i think all these countries have a fear of going into nuclear war some of these countries threaten that they are they're not scared of these powers they're not scared of this and that but every single country is scared of what nuclear war will bring because no one will win that war it's, it's not winnable everyone will lose in the end all right so what about the ussr the united well, the ussr or the union of soviet socialist republic was uh, a division under formerly under um leland lenin which was part of well that's why leningrad was um, named but leningrad well lenin was a person who was put back into the Soviet Union during World War One to help try to well to really start a revolution. That's what um, the Germany thought in World War One. That's why they sent um, him back to um, um, Russia because they thought he would start a revolution, which he did. So after the Soviet Soviet Union was formally founded, they didn't, in a sense, become power hungry, but because our beliefs and the Soviet Union's beliefs are so different, we instantly just became water and oil, and we just instantly started clashing with each other. And especially after World War II, we got all these scientists from Germany that the Soviet Union took some of them for their own. They had a KGB, which was a really good spying organization. And we took our own um, scientists, which helped made, which helped founded NASA, which helped um, with the nuclear more more nuclear programs and also really helped with making the interstate which people wonder why but the interstate was made after the autobahn which is in germany which adolf hitler made to help make the moving of troops more easier so the soviet union really was just people perceive soviet union as a bad guy soviet union could be a bad guy but the soviet union in a sense was just the opposite of the united states thank you david but we may have to, we're gonna have to wrap it up for today.